Here we are in the priest hall. Hello, priest hall. Hey, it's been tidied up. I Matt's have friend to be came honest. I didn't tidied, notice. Yeah, she tidied a few things. Yeah. I'm just um. Did. Yep. Yeah. It's not very tidy though, is it? What you been reading? Oh well. Now that I've finished writing, I'm reading a lot. Um, I'll finish your quarterly essay, okay? Just don't make sure you bookmark that because it just arrived on my desk yesterday and I want to talk about it. I know. You've already tried to be mean about it on social media (laughs) but not been able to think of anything, which is odd for you. Yep. So bookmark that. We'll come back to it. What are you reading? Um, I just finished reading Fleischman is in Trouble, which is a kind of very – New York Times bestseller, kind of hot, hot, hot book. People, a number of people have said to me, um, starting with our friend Annie, which was like, you've got to read this book. So I immediately um, bought it. So it's um, here's the weird thing about it. It's by, it's American. It's by a woman called Taffy Brodessa Ackner. What? <laughs> uh, I mean, I would really, I'd. I'd read anything by a uh, person called Taffy. Just I'll, I'll have a scoop of this pistachio praline oh, and I'll have the Taffy Brusekna. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Stop it. <laughs> so it also sounds a bit like a horse that's like giving kids rides. <laughs> and Taffy Brusekna coming in the <laughs> Yeah. It's just so awful, isn't it, really? Um, really because really I don't – I have fun nothing to do with this woman, so I'm sorry, yeah. Taffy, if you're listening, but I think it's probably likely that you're busy, you know, fielding um, Hollywood – uh, approaches. Okay, so the book is called Flashman is in Trouble. And here's the thing that is really it's about it's a marriage novel, right? It's about oh, yeah. um this marriage going horribly wrong. But here's the thing that's interesting about it. It's told from the male perspective. Mm-hmm. And it's written by a woman. Right. So what happens in the novel is that Fleischman, uh, Toby Fleischman has been um married to this woman called Rachel um they both uh, live in New York, both Jewish. They met at um, college and they got married and they've got a child. Uh, they've got two children, sorry. And the novel begins, they've separated and they're living in separate apartments and she drops the kids at his house early on a Friday morning and says, I'm off, I've got to go on the, this work trip. She's a workaholic. And he's incredibly angry about it. And then she just doesn't return. Stops returning his calls. He's got these. He's a doctor. Mm. He's got these kids. He's like, what? Are you coming back? No reply of phone calls. And then it emerges that he's also doing a lot of online dating. He's having a lot of sex with a lot of women. He's getting text, a lot of sexting, and all this sort of stuff. And the the feel of the novel, it's like a Philip Roth novel, right? There's This guy is obsessed with sex. He's thrilled that he's getting so much pussy. Uh, right. It's amazing. And then – but then it kind of like he's also – he resents his wife's working so much and he is kind of the primary care of the children. Right. So there's this sort of dimension to this Philip Roth novel which is a bit sort of unusual. Mm. And – the wife is kind of – she's a figure in absentia. She, you're learning about her from his perspective and he, right. he's full of rage for all sorts of things and she's a cold mother and she's, you know, this, that and the other. Um, they're still having sex, by the way, which is odd. They still are. They still are having sex. Mm. Um, okay. Anyway, and then there's another friend who was like a childhood friend of his or teen friend that he hasn't spoken to for ages, but she's then somehow comes back into the picture and then it emerges that she's really the narrator. Mm. So it's like this narrator that emerges and you don't really know who she is and then it turns out she's this old friend. 
Anyway, I won't say too much about what happens, but I will say that it is stylistically and structurally a very interesting book. Mm. One, because you read it and you – like I just kept checking the cover and going, are we sure this is this is definitely written by a woman? Because it's like – it's quite sexy and kind of like, you know. Oh. Anyway. Is it uh, – I mean, I guess it's hard to know – does it ring true? Because you're not a man, so I'd need a man to read it too. Maybe, maybe. Also, I don't know. you hate it's, Philip Roth. It's quite, I know, but I stick with it because I'm thinking this woman's getting something, surely. Like, right, so you haven't finished this, it yet. Yeah, I've finished oh, it. Oh, right? okay, right. And I can report that, yes, she is definitely getting oh. to something. Have you got this Is a hard copy? No, I bought it on oh. Kindle because um, uh, Annie was like, you've got to read this book. Oh, okay. Because I'm, like, I'm reading it right now. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, can you bring it for me tomorrow? Because we're going away together for the weekend. We're going so. away together. Well, sort of. <laughs> we're sexting weekend. Not. Um, <laughs> no, we're anyway. not. No. I just want to make that clear. Oh, we're God. not because, oh, you know. Oh, yeah. things, aren't kids? Mm. <laughs> yeah. 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 Fat-thumbed fat fat cats. Um, no, there'll be none of that. I mean, hopefully there'll be some sleep in separate rooms. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, so then, look, I won't say what happens, but you get, it takes a turn mm. and then you begin to see things from another perspective. Oh, okay. This sounds awesome. I am yeah. completely hooked. For some reason, Fleischman in Trouble is making me think of what what is the British series of books? Is it like... Tom Hardy's School Days or something? What's it called? Oh, it's no, you're thinking, Up, you're thinking of John Updike. Um, no, no, I'm thinking of it's British. There's a character called Flashman, I think. Oh, right. What's, it's, I don't um, know. I'm not registering anything. Yeah, it, Flashman it is in trouble. It sounds to me like a British It doesn't uh, sound boy like school. a sort of marriage novel type of, you know. No, anyway, that look, So great. I think she's sort of – okay, so the big sort of headline takeout would be this woman has reworked the marriage novel because, you know, oh. I mean – I love a marriage novel. I love a marriage novel too. And this one is really different and it's it's really clever. And I think it's a bit divisive. Like I shared a ride home with my friend Stephanie the other day and she loathed it. And also all of her friends like, this is the best novel. So she's got – she's one of those kind of like outliers who's just like, no, I didn't like it. What do you think I'll think of it? I do not know. Oh. I think you might like it. Oh, okay. I don't know. Um, speaking of – I was going to mm. talk about this later, but it fits with this. Um, speaking of marriage and relationships and sex, um, I've just started re-watching – well, actually, I'm not re-watching, but I've re- rejoined watching Masters of Sex. Oh, have you ever right. watched that? I never have. You've told me to watch it heaps of times and that's why I'm holding out. So it's about Masters and Johnson who are real-life people that are amazing sex researchers in the 60s yeah. um, and – uh, I think I've for some, I, I absolutely loved it, but for some reason I stopped watching it. I, I never yeah. kept watching from season three, and there's season yeah. three and season four. So I've dived back into it. Oh, it's it's just fantastic. I'd forgotten how good it was. The guy who's um, yeah, the you main were pretty actor, enthusiastic the first time around. Yeah, how long Michael do you Sheen. think you have to leave it before you watch and enjoy a series again? Well, I had to go online and remind myself what had happened. Oh, okay, um, right. I mean, I sort of had the oh, vaguest for outline. There, for this like, amazing moment, I thought you were about to say, I set myself a reminder three years ago to come, because that is actually totally something you would do. You'd be like, no. Um, diary reminder for three years hence, you will have forgotten this series by then. So, like, so you're, you're a person who's got a, a I chart I, I could have easily watched it from the start um, again because it was just so good and the sort of establishment of their. Masters and Johnson's relationship and it's just it's one of those really great 
sort of series that just keeps unfolding and unfolding okay. and unfolding. All so, right. yeah, I, should, I, totally yeah, I, I do think you'd really like it. Maybe I'll I watch was it some of, on my weekend away with you. I took ages to get um, persuaded to watch it because I just thought, oh, like sex research is just Yeah, but We've got actually, too much nose hair. I just thought it's going to be an excuse to have a, a show that's just got copious amounts of um, sex in it. Yeah. Like, but actually. It's heaps better than that. It's mm. really good. Washman's in trouble's got quite a bit of sex in it. Right. Just oh. a heads okay. up. Okay. Um, just when I was just, with the sex when theme. I was mocking you with your about your um, diarising, I was just have I told you about like you know how I've been trying to get my diary and get better under control and get better at saying no and being decisive. Oh yes. Yeah. Well, now if I say no to something, I go and put in the diary on the day that I was supposed <laughs> like that they wanted me to do this thing. I put a little note saying, "Hey, not." Addressing the, um, you know, Rotary Club of whatever. And does it and make so you feel I know, good? So I know to give myself a little hug when <laughs> I get there and I'm already really stressed out thinking, well, at least I'm not doing that thing. Oh, that's, I'm going to yeah. start doing that as well. It's just pretty good. So it's, like a little, it's like a little gift to your future self. And the further away it is, the more like – the more you love yourself. Anyway. I'm going to tell um, you something when we stop recording. I've got another bad seg- sex segue that's not about oh, sex, okay. but I just, I've just i only just started re- um, reading it, so um, I will come back to you on it. But I started reading Sally Rugg's book, oh, yeah. How Powerful We Are. And it's yeah. like a um, – she's such an f- amazing young woman, actually. I always have to say young woman because she's so much younger than I am, but she's achieved quite a bit more than I have. Um, so she used to um, – She's a kind of like one of these terrifying dynamo young women activists, very super bright, um, very, very um, – you would have seen her on, you know, TV, radio and stuff. She used to um, uh, do campaigns for Get Up and um, now she's um, – what's that other big sort of um, – oh, God, where people sign petitions and mm. – I would have said Get Up. No, no, no. It's the international one. Um, MailChimp. <laughs> what is wrong with my actual brain? Um, because it's like the most obvious organised. Um, She's like change.org. I don't know. She's I'll the executive okay. director of change.org in Australia. Oh, my God. This is what's – I mean, my brain is actually disintegrating. But anyway, what she's done is she's put together a history of the same-sex marriage campaign. Right. And it's such a – like. It's a, just in Australia, or yeah, in Australia. Right. So it's it's you know that it was it was so topsy turvy and like same sex marriage will stand, I think, as one of those issues where the Australian public moved before Australian politicians mm. did, and you had this really weird situation where even though there probably was a consensus across the parliament by a certain point, nobody wanted to do a conscience vote because that. Even the idea of having a conscience vote was overlaid with so many political problems inside the coalition that you had this sort of insane idea where people who didn't want same-sex marriage proposed this sort of plebiscite model, not because they think it would, thought it would work, but because they thought it wouldn't work. And then it was like a series of crazy reversals. So, like, essentially, we went ahead with a model that nobody agreed with mm. in order to satisfy some sort of bonkers set mm. of political priorities that were so far up people's clackers that it was just barely visible. Anyway, I just think it's a really great idea to write a contemporary history of a change like that because yeah. it's the sort of thing that really disappears, you know, and we forget the stupidity and also the painfulness of it, I think, particularly in light of the final result, right? Right. And so, anyway, I really admire her and um, I'm really enjoying the book so far and I th- I'm absolutely thrilled that she's written it. 
Are you enjoying Chat 10 Looks 3? Is this pointless ad giving you an opportunity to make a cup of tea? Well, you are welcome. If you do enjoy our company, uh, you can interact on a just a dizzying array of online platforms. You can go to our website, www.chat10looks3.com, where you'll have the, all the show notes from every show we've ever done. Thanks, Brenda. Uh, there's also um, a little link through to uh, a bookshop called Bedside Table, where you can purchase, if you'd like, any of the books that we've talked about in the podcast. You can also find merch if Gwen has been up to her terrible tricks and um, putting together diabolically hilarious merch. Can you make this a bit snappier? It's going to take us over the 30 minutes. Oh, my God. Are you for real? Anyway, uh, you can catch us on Instagram, on Twitter, or join the Facebook group, which is, well, that's just uh, something um, completely else indeed. Speaking of um, campaigns to get things to change, yeah. I went on Sunday night to see The Australian Dream, oh, which is great. the film yeah, that's been... I saw your been, tweet about it and I haven't yeah. seen it. It's the film that's been written by Stan Grant about um, Adam Goods yeah. and Stan's in it. Adam, It's mostly about Adam Goods. It's sort of bio, just biographical. It's Adam yeah. Goods' life story. And, and he's cooperated with this one, yep, right? Yeah, he's in it, yep. And uh, I, I don't want to sort of talk too much about it because I want people to see it. Mm. Now, I don't think that in the – we've nearly been doing this podcast for five years. I don't think I have ever asked anyone who listens to it for anything. I haven't asked people ever, can you please go and donate to this cause? I haven't asked people to pay us for doing it. Um, I've never asked people for anything in return for doing this podcast. I have. But I would like to ask something in return if you enjoy this podcast. Can you please see that film? Okay. Because I think that one of the things that I think is important about journalism and that I like being a journalist about is I think it is important to listen to other people's experiences and to think about them and to try to have an open mind about that. And that's what I try to do in my job and then I try to report on what I've learned and then hopefully other people can make up their minds. Here we have – Adam Goods, he's not telling his story to me and I'm reporting it. You can go and listen to Adam Goods talk about Adam Goods' life and perspective on things and what happened to him from his point of view. And then you can think about that and you can think about whether you agree with it or disagree with it or whatever. I noticed since I put the tweet up about that film that still, days later, I am inundated with people going, well, I'm not going to go and see that. Adam Goods is a wanker. But like, just, I mean, I, the mm. taste of it that I've had, I cannot imagine what Adam Goods has had over the years. Um, and the thing that's really sad is that, um, mm. well, just go and see the film. If, if you still feel like that at the end of it, great. Like, good on you. But at least you've gone and seen the film. Like, just go and see it with an open mind and have a listen to what he says about being a high-profile Indigenous man um, and trying to draw attention to racism, the effect that that had on him personally, why things like being called an ape by a 13-year-old girl, why that hurts, um, and, you know, what it did to him basically. I think that that is worth listening to. And so I would love people to go and just watch and listen to that film. Okay. I'm going to go see it ASAP. Good. Thank Um, you. Yeah. And so then um, I don't want to paraphrase, you know, or share my sort of particular interpretation of it other than I just thought everyone should see that and hear it, listen to it, dwell on it.
and yeah, think about your behaviour. Um, can I? That is the perfect segue for um, a podcast that I've got heavily into in the last week. Yes. And I texted you about it, but I haven't told you about it. Um, so I got onto it just by accident through the group because somebody put up a post saying, oh, what podcast should I listen to? And I noticed there was a woman called Mandy whose name I recognised because I've seen her around the group. Um, and she said, oh, me and my friend Kate have started doing this podcast. It's called Two Peas in a Pod. Uh, two Peas in a Podcast. And right. it's spelled T double O. Right. So I just thought, well, I'm going to hate you girls because you've misspelled two, the, the, the number two, right? And I'm like, well, this is actually glaring. And then I thought, I'm just going to investigate because, like, really, I hope they've done that on purpose because otherwise I'm just going to have to, like. Because I need to get it straight before I speak to them. Have they misspelled two or have they left out the word many? It's quite serious. Um, and so I looked at it and, um, it seemed to be deliberate. There was a story behind the name anyway. And then I thought it actually sounds pretty good, right? So the story is there are two friends who have something in common, which is that they both have multiple birth children with special needs. So, and in the sort of guff around it or like some of the show notes, it seemed like, you know, they kind of live in a couple of different worlds. They've got like links to the people with twins community mm-hmm. and they've got links to the people whose kids have special needs community. But then like they've got an extra little dollop of OMG because they've got both. and um, Slashies. They're slashies. <laughs> we just had a we friend just... in here, a television producer, talking about if you're looking for a certain kind of person Talent. for an episode, like, you know, for episode one you need these kind of people and episode two different kind of people. Sometimes you get slashies who, who fulfill both, both things. Communities. So you could use them depending on whatever. I love that word, slashies. slashies. Yeah. Anyway, and so I started listening to it and then – before I knew it, like I was running around catching trains, doing stuff, and I'd listen to like about four wow. podcasts. Like it's so – these two have got this fabulous chemistry, right? And they sort of start at the beginning a bit and talk about what happened when their kids were born and their kids are like, you know, they've had their kids for years and years um, and they've got other kids as well. Um, and they don't really talk they, – they give the kids um, – kind of uh, pseudonyms and they talk about them a bit but mainly it is their experience and um, their experience with the school system, their experience with the hospital system and every single podcast I cry like they, you know, they do not sugarcoat anything Mm. and it's very like they'll just say it and they're very, they're so open and generous that, you know, they're very open about, well, this is our experience. It doesn't necessarily mirror everybody's, but here's what it's like. And I just thought, wow, if you were in a situation where you had just had like twins and were finding out about, you know, what was going on with them, this is the podcast that you would want to listen to. But more broadly, it's an incredible podcast to listen to if you don't have kids with special needs because it just spells out all this stuff that is super obvious to parents right. of spe- special needs kids but not super obvious to others. And, and it's do they say what the kids' um, issues are? Um, I know that one of them um, one of them has twins with cerebral palsy. Oh, I'm yeah. not quite sure what the deal is. Um, it, it, as I say, like they're not super discussing the kids. Right. But, um, so, but the main thing about it that is so strange and so magical, not strange, but like is their laughter is just so, like they have the greatest time. They have these ridiculous jokes. They totally <laughs> digress. And 
the way they laugh together is so wonderful that you can't help bursting into laughter. Oh, great. And so you'll be like crying about something that they've been talking about and then suddenly one of them will say something so berserk and ridiculous. <laughs> and then they've got these, um, like every podcast they'll do um, something that made me laugh this week, something that made me cry this week. Oh, yeah. And something that I've used this week, like a product or something that's changed my life. And it might be a person or, you know, a teacher's a aid. French egg topper. Or a, like, totally. Anyway, and there's this one where I think, I can't remember which episode was, but they're talking about something reasonably grim and then like something that made me cry and it was quite sad and something like and then one of them's just gone and what's changed your life this week the other one's gone dry shampoo oh and it's just like oh can i just write that in dry shampoo is unbelievable i just like hooted with laughter anyway they're just they're wonderful i really am loving it and i just i love hearing their voices and i love the opportunity to hear their voices in a way that absolutely educates you about this experience that these parents are having in a way that I feel like after listening to five episodes, um, I feel like I'm less of an idiot about, you know, issues in their lives at primary schools and so on. And And, um, does it give you any insights as well, actually, just the way that you're talking about them? How you feel about them and do you feel like they're your friends in the way that people oh, say that to 100%. us? Oh, 100%. Because people yeah. say that to us? It does give me a bit of an insight into what people might, you know, um, you know how – do you remember how we were always really surprised when we worked out that people weren't really here for the books or yeah. like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I just thought that's funny because I don't, you know, like I'm not listening to this podcast in a like I need support in my situation way. They're just – just like hanging out with them. Yeah, I do. I love right. hanging out with them <laughs> and they're so – like their capacity to just find joy in things but also just to enjoy each other's company and to just be complete idiots is just like it's wonderful. I really I really am enjoying <laughs> oh, it. And like, um, But, yeah, like the, the, there's an episode and I think they were thinking about calling the podcast um, Just a Healthy Baby because they were talking about what it's like when you're, um, you know, talking to someone who's pregnant as uh, they what they feel like when the, they hear someone say – you know, do you want a boy or a girl? Oh, I don't mind. Just as long as it's a healthy baby because they're like, well, actually, you know, it's not the end of the world if it's not a healthy baby. Right. Like, you know, it's it, it's kind of like hearing that makes them feel, well, look, what you definitely don't want to have a kid like my kid. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, one of my favourite speeches I reckon that I've ever heard actually, and I played it to a group of kids at um, my kid's school the other week, was um, Dylan Alcott at this year's Logies. Yeah. Um, and he said, uh, he said, I used to hate being disabled. I absolutely hate it because when I turned on the television. Oh, there oh, it that's is. that's my producer. Hang on. I'll just, I'll just. um. If my producer happens to listen to this, I never don't take your calls because I'm <laughs> recording a podcast. Just don't, I just want to finish this Dylan Olcott story and then I'll pause. Um, uh, he said, I used to hate being disabled in a wheelchair um, because the only people I ever saw like me were on television in road safety ads and yeah, they right, yeah. they were in a car crash and then they were like me and the message was, your life's over. Yeah. Um, you don't want to end up like this. Yeah. yeah. And it, like so he said, so someone like me was just a cautionary tale of the worst thing that could possibly happen to you. Um, and then he was talking about how great it was that like, you know, in his life and his role for kids that might be in a wheelchair, they can look and they've got Dylan Alcott. Yeah. Um, um, and it's just absolutely fantastic. And he just expressed it so um, brilliantly. It was um, just if you awesome. haven't seen the set, by the way, which is the show that he co-produces, a um, live music show on the ABC, it's on late at night. Oh, I didn't know um, he produces that. Right. Well, no, he presents it, sorry. Oh, presents he it. He co-presents right. it. And it's such a great show. Like it's it's got like 
brilliant music. It's got dynamics because he zooms around, you know, in his chair. He's like a brilliant presenter because he's constantly on the move. Oh, he's great he's talent. Like, he's absolutely yeah. fantastic. But anyway. I can't it's, believe that in this podcast that you've pitched a book that's like Philip Roth and now you're talking about a music show. Like have we been have we been body swapped oh, or something? I've changed. I've changed a lot. <laughs> but anyway, the two peas in a pod is my just delightful discovery of the week. I um two peas in a podcast rather. I just I love those ladies. Uh big shout out. Well I know Mandy's a chatter. In fact, um I did I think I I posted in the group, oh, my God, like I've listened to this podcast and I've now suddenly consumed, you know, five episodes or whatever. And then she sent me a message back going, oh, my God, I'm in the car at netball practice. I'm just crying. I've run Kate. Now, um, Hello, Mandy and Kate. You rock. Em has just texted me to say oh. she needs me to call in for a discussion that they're okay. having, and so that's can what I need to do. That? So can we do? No. Can we do two? Do you reckon shortish um, episodes? Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. So people at home, Stay tuned. don't panic and be like, they've only done twenty three. This minutes. won't be another Monica thing. We'll give it to you. No, it's not going to be a yeah, a two B. So yeah, <laughs> cool. Okay. <laughs> 